Okay, we're going to start getting into um, what became known as the Native American tribes of North America. Um, and, and some of the linguistics and so on. Um, just to kind of get started, because it's... There, there's a lot of um, misconceptions, lies, stereotypes, whitewash. Because making the story comfortable was more important than telling the truth. Y- you know, it, it was... The telling of his story, not our story, not our story as a globe, as as a unit, as a universal people. It's not our story as people. It, it's his story. It's somebody's fishing story that they told about, you know, this 15 pound whatever that they caught that actually, you know, was the size of a minnow. That's what's happened to our history. Okay. Um, in a lot of Westerns, um, even on TV, uh, I know like the Lone Ranger, uh, Bonanza, different ones. Um, any time you saw interaction with any Native American, um, the introduction that was used by the Native American was how which is spelled H-A-U. How is actually the greeting, um, what the white call hello. Um, Understand that to indigenous people, it's very, very much more um, in alignment with um, James Cameron's avatar, when they say, I see you, like, that's kind of the way that we said, that's what our greetings meant, like, namaste, like, I recognize everything that you are, and I honor and respect it, um, that was all fit into one word, um, how is the word that was used by the Lakota, the Dakota, and what is often ignored as the Nakota? Um, the Nakota, um, personally, I think, are, are what develop into the water um, tribes of the Blackfoot, which would be the Great Lakes. Um, and all of its watersheds, buttes, and etc. Um, there were there were three distinct what are known as clans of the uh, Lakota tribe. Now, really, when when you look at it. Um, as far as science goes, um, scientifically, there were two tribes when we've discussed this, Mongoloid, Negroid. That's it. Everything else is just another way. Well, 
kind of the beginning of the insertion of of dissension and um, divide amongst each other. Um, if if we're told that the way that we identify is not the same over and over and over and over, and that's all that the next generation hears, that's all that the next generation is going to believe, and that's what they will teach. And that's kind of how this and everything else has continued to work so well for the system. I mean, the system as a whole, like I said, whoever the ominous day is behind the curtain with whatever subject it is you're talking about. Um, it's, it's, it's a total manipulation and mindfuck kind of deal. And you just kind of have to take a breath and, and step back and, and realize that what you're being told, um, you knew as a child probably, and a lot of these stories, had you heard them in class or whatever, something just didn't sit right with you um, or didn't sound right or um, felt off. There's a reason for that. Um, odds are you have some some type of ancestry in, in your bloodline that you may not even realize. Um that was alive during this time and they're speaking to you and they're letting you know hey you know you need to you need to li- to to wake up and and they're kind of nudging you along and and um kind of helping to direct your path and it's kind of a choice as to whether we listen to it or dismiss it and all too often we dismiss it um and and like i said that that helps become part of that cycle. They bank on that. Like that's money in the bank for them. That's money in the bank that you're going to go and you're going to pay for, you know, your 30 or $40,000 a year education that X amount of people across the country are getting the exact same education in the exact same. Nothing about their education is any different than yours. So, like, when people, like, with all these college degrees are walking around fresh out of college and can't understand, like, but I got a college degree like they told me to, and now I can't get a job. Well, guess what they did to you? They put everybody into a cookie-cutter system. This began with Bush. Um, Whenever he started messing with the education system he kind of fucked everything up but you know it started with the rockefellers and the bushes and the rockefellers have been buddies like standard old buddies okay like they're all tycoon buddies they're not just you know lobbyists or political allies or anything like that like they're all money old money buddies do whatever it takes, roughneck, you know, knife in your back type of people. That's just the way they've always been. Um, and the odd thing about that is um, the Twin Towers. They were called the Twins. Um, 
the Rockefellers, the brothers, had offices that faced these two buildings that were called the twins after after them. That they, with their egos, got to look out on every day. Now, remind, remember that Nelson was once VP, okay? Um, he was VP while Bush Sr. worked for the CIA. Now, that means these families were really close. The children were really close. All of that. Um... As they're coming up through the CIA and and making all these maneuvers in South America, and we'll get into Nelson and his absolute just malicious and inhumane treatment of everyone in South America later. Um, but I find it odd that these two families are so closely tied and nobody has stopped to think, or put the put the in plain sight correlation that the twins were taken down um, in their own footprint, by the way, which has to be um, engineered. Um, that's just a proven fact. It has to be engineered. Well, what about the blah 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 blah? And we saw the planes and da 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 da. You should study Project Blue uh, Blue. Blue beam, um, you know the the use of of uh, illusion for false flags um, is not new. Um, it began under Kennedy. Uh, it was um, part of the reason they made sure to, to allow Kennedy to uh, keep his. Uh, Dr. Phil Good appointments and they slipped him LSD and all of these types of things. And they did the same um, with Bobby. I mean, um, you just have to understand all of it. I mean, really, once once you start pulling back like a piece of this veil and a piece of that veil, it it becomes an addiction. But back to the twins. The twins are taken out. By Bush. Okay. Now everybody talks about. But there was still running. Along the streets. No there wasn't still running along the streets. That was actually fiberglass. Um, The temperatures only reached. Hot enough for the glass. Inside of the fiberglass. To melt. Not enough even for the fiberglass itself. To actually catch on fire. Which is why there were so, there was so much steel left. I mean, like, um, this is where propaganda and being fed propaganda over and over and over um, trumps um, any logic or contradiction that you may be fed and a cognitive dissonance makes you dismiss it. Like, that discomfort forces you to dismiss whatever truth you might be hearing. Um, Now, back to um, the natives. Um, Like I said, uh, the Lakota, they were, they were, they were a large, like they were, and and I've said this about, about the tribe that ran the Great Lakes area before. Um, 
they were the only ones even close in size to um, the entire what what the white man refers to as a tribe, but is really just a clan of the Negroids. Um, um, and that is in the Slaligi or Cherokee, Kiwoga. Um, there's a number of different names um, depending on which um, side of the of the South they were from, the Deep South, the Coast, um, the Tennessee, Kentucky region, um, whatever. Um, they they were a large, large group of people, and they took up a large area, and they had very um, distinct um, ways of living that were very, very different from most quote-unquote Native Americans, which we all know now are Aboriginal Americans. Um, they were much more in line with Moors. Um, they wore um, actual cloth and woven clothes a lot more than the other tribes did. Um, they They actually, you know made fiber and and wove and that was a part of their life just as much as 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 tanning and wearing the hides but that was used when you were out in the woods um because that provided protection not just um from the elements such as briars and thickets etc um but uh, animals and enemies as well, um, as well as as it being a neutral color, you were kind of more camouflaged into your surroundings. Um, but um, the, the the Cherokee were very into woven cloth, and they did carry um, much more, um, like I said, more heavy traits. Um, their language. Um, their original language before any white contact is um, Paleo-Hebrew based. Um, when Sequoia had to, um, well, he didn't have to, but he did it to kind of help the Cherokee Nation stand as a separate nation and prove to the white man that, you know, hey, we're not ignorant, we're not these barbarians that you're painting us to be to the world. We can read, we can write, I'm going to show you. So he took their spoken tongue, created an easily learned, easily taught, written tongue. And then he was taken to Washington, D.C. and pimped around and showboated off, which he was not okay with, like, at all, he understood what they were doing. They were they were trying to butter him up. Um, they buttered him up enough for someone to actually steal a copy of his syllabary and begin to translate all of the evangelical um, messages. That they were really pushing um, 
to um, cause this um, inferiority complex to build up. Um, if you if you want to fit in, then you have to do things this way. Um, we can teach you how to do it in your own language, but you're eventually going to have to learn our language and our way of doing things. Um, one of the most important of these, like I said at the very beginning, especially with the Lakota, was how um, for um, the Cherokee, for my people, it was Oshio. 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 Hmm. A lot of those syllables sound familiar, don't they? Yes. See, you know an ancient tongue when you hear an ancient tongue because you can tell all of the syllables that you hear in multiple languages from around the globe. This is, you know, kind of how they break down everything in the dictionary for you already. So this is this is a common sense approach to to understanding global linguistics um across time. Um and that's really with your ears. Um if you've heard anyone speak Italian, if you've heard anyone speak Spanish, if you've heard anyone speak Portuguese Go listen to someone who speaks Cherokee. Go watch a video of someone who speaks Cherokee. Um, you are going to hear so many um, prefixes um, and uh, bases that are used. It, it's going to blow your mind. It blew my mind. Um, it made me that much hungrier to learn my ancestor's tongue um and i think that's important um you have to remember some of your ancestors never spoke the language that you speak now so rather than being able to really communicate clearly with you through your instincts that's why sometimes you just kind of have that uh, that little kind of like i said earlier that little nudge um not all not all ancestors spoke the language that you speak now and it's important to understand um especially if you're aboriginal learn your language um learn your language um they're doing their best to make sure that they disappear they have been since the original aboriginal schoolings um but when they go to tell the story in a few thousand more years, it will be that our languages were all just lost. Just like the Egyptians and all of the rest. It's, 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 it's a repeated cycle that once you start looking at things not as... um. 
kind of a, a section by section, a region by region deal. And learning the times that went on, you know, for that region throughout history and then going on to the next region. If you look at the globe as a whole and study time, you can unravel the lies a lot easier. Um, I would have never known. Like, I would have never known the differences that existed from my people to all of the other tribes. Why it was so important for people like Jefferson, who settled um, kind of in the edge of Kentucky, right on the Tennessee-Kentucky line, Virginia line. He's, you know, right there on that Mason-Dixon area. Um, Andrew Jackson, a lot of these people... And don't be fooled, um, Abraham Lincoln was part of a party that was dying because a lot of its elites were slave and southern sympathizers. His Whig party is now the Republican Party. The then-Republican Party is now the Democratic Party. So if you don't really understand things, it is really easy, like I said, for them to, like, fuck with your head and have you turned against people that we should all be standing and fighting beside. Because at the end of the day... None of us are the motherfucker behind the curtain. And we're all suffering exactly the same. All of us are suffering the same generational issues. Now we're getting into that effect in our DNA. And things that never existed as a disease are now not only a disease, they're a regular disease. And they are a hereditary disease. All of these things have been lab created and studied and modified. All the way down to giving monkeys crack cocaine. So that they knew like when like certain points or peaks would be hit by an addict. And then the CIA paid for study at UCLA was unleashed. And you can look this up on YouTube. It's kind of insane to hear the guy talk about it. Was unleashed on South Central. And Watts and the whole area. It started out as controlled. Then it went to voluntary. Then it went to involuntary. This is the graduation we see with everything that they inflict on society as a whole. Whether it be um, the way that kind of imprisonment started, which was in a dungeon, cell by yourself, and then you were tortured by yourself, 
to what would happen if we put you in mass groups to where you could socialize and then took that privilege away and the psychological trauma that caused. Um, it's, it's one big social experiment. Um, and we're going to keep diving into it and, um, tearing it apart as we go.